We running the town here. It's the Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As you can see, I'm joined here by my co-host, Step Pat. Step Pat. Yes, sir. What's I'm going doing on, good, sir? man. Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be back. Yeah, back after the holidays. Yep. We're back, settling in, ready to get this new year started. Yeah, everything's great. Okay, so as you can see, we are one co-host down, uh, but not out. Uh, we have our co-host, Money Mike. He is on location in Las Vegas reporting from CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Can we get Money Mike in the house? Yo, yo, what's going on, y'all? What up, buddy? Hey, I'm still, Money, I'm still how you here. Doing? Hey, yeah, I try to have my perfect attendance. Never want to miss a show. Y'all, y'all know how we do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> tell, tell us, let's go real quick. You're over there at CES. Have you seen anything uh, at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas that uh, stands out to you yet? Um, you know, I've seen a couple of things. I've seen the hologram. You know, that hologram thing is crazy where basically, you know, you know how you remember Star Trek like 20 years ago? <laughs> and, and you know, then we had, they were all at the boardroom and then got beans in and talked. Like, literally, that's something that could be done right now. Oh, wow. Um, so I thought that was crazy. And then also, too, like, you know, they got the, they got full-fledged. I've seen y'all pictures. They have, like, robots that's, like, 10 feet tall walking around doing stuff. And the guy was over there, like, kicking it in the, in the in basically in the butt to try to, to prove that it wasn't going to lose the balance if he kicked it. And I was like, man, that, that robot about to come in. That's exactly how you kiss it. Haven't they seen the Terminator movies? I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Cause, you know, yeah, because all this AI stuff, man, listen, it, it's real scary, you know, to, uh, out there. So, uh, look, because they're they going to make them where they're actually able to make their own decisions. So, But, no, it's real cool out there. Technology has to pull it. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a great experience. I recommend anybody that likes, you know, technology, uh, to try to try to check it out. Cool. Very good. Very okay. good. Well, that's fun stuff. Vegas is always fun. So glad you're having fun, but glad you're checking in with us. Cause Mike money, man, these Lakers, these Lakers, these Lakers. Okay. Let, let's just go here. We, it, it, it's, it's woe is us since this tournament win. No question guys. Uh, is there any solace that we beat the Clippers, or is that just petty? That is not the Lakers. That's not how we count our wins. Money? Um, I mean, listen, it's a little solace, but I really truly feel um, what's going on with the Lakers right now is like a setup of, to the fullest of the powers that be in the players. Because, I mean... What I don't understand, and maybe you guys can help me out with this, I don't understand how we, in three weeks ago, everything, we was on full cylinders. We were playing our best basketball. We were communicating. We were balling out. We were dedicated. We was all at once. And don't give me an excuse about injuries and stuff, because we had those same injuries there. There was somebody out that was trying to, they made it work, and they figured it out. And I feel like now, for some reason, they have decided, okay, cool, I don't want to make it work no more, so we're going to make it seem like we're just struggling and we're decommitted and 
and Darvin Ham lost the team. Like, come on now. Like, I, 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 I think it's a, it, it's all hogwash. Um, you know, based on one of ten. I think it's really the players that's deciding that they don't want to play every night versus anything else. What do y'all think? Okay. Well, look, look, stat. What do you think? But. Even if, if money's right, that it's the players that don't want to play, isn't it the coach's responsibility to get them up, to get them into mode, to get them to play? Yeah, I mean, as as a coach, you have to find ways to motivate your team, period. Um, unless he's in on it, and he's such a player's coach that he's willing to take these bullets, which doesn't make any sense because the job is on the line if he doesn't get results. Um, it just feels like there's some kind of complacency. It looks like it could be from the players. It could be from um, the coaches. One thing we can see is it doesn't look like we have a dead set rotation. And he has changed this rotation up a couple of times. And now it's it used to be, a, a, I guess, a local thing, a Laker thing. But now the national media are picking up, up on it. Yeah, but I think some of the players is, are yes. <coughs> at also least secretly under- kind of speaking up about the rotation. Yeah, not understanding their their rotations. Yeah, money is, is is that what you're hearing on the street that that even the players are kind of questioning uh, Ham's rotations? Yeah, but that thing is all a narrative thing. I really think it's more a narrative than anything else because listen, we I've watched Darvinham for the last two seasons, and I watch a lot of Laker basketball, and I and I've never let me know if you guys you know have seen it, but I don't know what play they're gonna run, and I think if I if I'm gonna you know, watch the Lakers as much as, as often as I do because I'm a fan, I shouldn't know what play is about to come up. They been like this. They were like this last year, and they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. They were like that in the beginning of the season. They were like that during the tournament. Where you, where I think, I literally think it's more about personality driven versus coaching and player. I think there's, there's a decision made that, well, you know what, we wanted to win a tournament, so we're gonna do whatever it takes to win a tournament. So we did it, and now we don't we we don't want him as a coach anymore. So now we're just gonna turn our back on him. I think it's more of that than anything else. Okay, so you're convinced as of right now that the players have turned on the coach, and they are are they want him gone. That that either the players or the main player players uh, want him gone. Is that is that your feeling right now, Money? Yeah, because I, I think that they've literally made the decision. Because you cannot tell me, like, how do you not have cohesiveness? Why? How can all these narratives come up now when we had it three weeks ago and we were playing good basketball? Like, what what happened, you know, after December nineteenth when we won the tournament to what was it January eighth? Yeah. You know, to where. All of a sudden, we don't know what we're doing. We're, 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 you know, we don't know how to play anymore. Like, I, they're, they're, how do we have this disconnect? The first 30 games we did, but the last 10 games we did. Like, I don't, I don't understand how we can have this much of a contrast, contrast, unless it's not done on purpose. Step out. Oh, you know what, though? Uh, there have been a couple of things that has happened since. The play uh, since the end season tournament, 
uh, one thing is Cam Reddish and Terion Prince are not hitting the shots that what they were before in this season. Okay. Cam Reddish was going on a streak where he was basically a 40% three-point shooter. All of a sudden, it was the emergence of Cam. Now, all of a sudden, he he can't buy a shot. He can't hit three-pointers. And, you know, before we were singing his praise, and he just needed an opportunity. Um, but at the same time, now we've seen why he's been bounced around the league. You know, because it's not a college season; it's an NBA season, mm-hmm. and we're going. We we seeing the ups and downs of his game. Um, Vando's shot hasn't. We thought he was going to take a step to be come a pretty good uh, from you know shooting the three ball in the corner. He hasn't hit a, a consistent three. He passes up open shots because he don't want to miss. He's so into his head. And I also think, why haven't the Lakers? Use the rotation that got them into the playoffs. We don't see the same road. We haven't seen that same starting lineup this whole year. We haven't seen D'Angelo Russell and and, and Reeves at the backcourt with Vando, uh, with Vando and Hachimura. I mean, excuse me, LeBron James and AD. AD. We haven't seen it. Yet they're all healthy, ready to play. They're ready to play. They're all they're all there. So. The, the fact that we're not having even tried to put that lineup in it doesn't make any sense to me. Why why aren't we trying to work on more chemistry? That's the same chemistry. To work that, off of what's working. Yes, just make that better because it works. We've seen it work. Um, and there was no reason to change that. And, yes, you know, Terry Prince does give us more spacing than maybe Hachimura, but Hachimura is was with the reason you know him and Vando were here there to help us get to where we're at. So why yeah, and they were playing? a big part of uh, you yeah. know uh, Hachimura was huge last season. Yeah, so he paid huge dividends in the playoffs. Yeah, that's why I'm just very confused and why you know you see you know D'Angelo Russell goes to the bench, but he's only getting 17 minutes a game now. Who's getting those minutes? You know why? Why are these people getting it's, the minutes? It's, yeah, it's it, it, it. Those minutes are going somewhere, but those minutes are not resulting in production. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're they're not they're not netting a positive return. Yeah. So so that you have to put on the coach at that point. Uh, money. So you know, we're talking here, and and you know, stat kind of feels that you know, there's a little bit on the coach for rotations. You know, you can definitely lose a player when a player doesn't know what his rotation is, can't get set, can't get ready. Can't get into the groove, uh, gets, you know, 15 minutes one game, plays well, and then he's, you know, did not play coach's decision uh, for the next three games or something like that. that. That just doesn't work for morale. You don't you don't see any of that happening, Money? I mean, I do. I mean, definitely um, Darvin Ham, um, his coaching style, I just don't understand. But, again, I didn't understand that last year when we were going through what's coming fun. Like, what is he doing anything different now when we were balling, you know, skipping to the playoffs and then actually made a push for, from us going, winning eight, all eight games in the, in, the, in, the, in the tournament to now? Like, I don't really see his MO has been the same thing the whole time. Like, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's been different? Well, let's okay. So, I would say this: talking about last season and the Lakers making that push into the the playoffs, a lot of that had to do with the Lakers' injuries, right? And be, people being put in positions 
where Darvin Ham had no excuse but to play them. So it wouldn't be able. So he had to play Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves just actually stepped up. You know, he had to play more Hachimura. He wasn't playing Hachimura when he first got on. Like, you know, like, it almost felt like he had to play these players, mm-hmm. and these players stepped up. And so why aren't we not rewarding those players that are part of the rotation? Why don't we just incorporate those other players? You know, incorporate Teron Prince. Incorporate, you know, uh, Christian Wood. You know, you can just – but still have your, your rotation of eight, and if somebody can crack it, they and can crack so be it. it. But, but if you got to crack you gotta, it. You got to crack it. <laughs> exactly. You got to be consistent and you got to you got to take that spot. Yeah, because they earned it. You're just giving the keys to the to the to the car and Cam Reddish and Terry Prince really haven't earned it. It just kind of looks like, you know, when you watch some of these games that 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 they're just he's just grabbing players. Like he just doesn't, you know, you have to you, the rotations have to fall upon the coach. So you're looking and you're like, "Why where's but where's who? Why you know, you're constantly asking these questions." Um, and that I think that if, if there is the players turning on the coach, Money Mike, it's it's due to the coach's actions. Uh, why else would they be turning on him, Money? Um, listen, I mean, I'm not, I did not, I have not mentioned his name at all, but I really believe that they they, they come in there and they say, "Hey, LeBron, we're gonna win the game tonight." And then LeBron said, yeah, then they go out there and they perform and they win the game. LeBron said, hey, no, nah, we ain't going to win tonight. Then they don't. I, I really think that it's – I know that sounds crazy and egregious, but <laughs> I I really – I mean, this dude scored 10 points. Like, you know, like, what, two games ago? Like, like – like I mean, I mean, do y'all see what I see? I mean, I, I'm not trying to. I don't know if I see it as as much. Yeah, it's, you know, what I'm saying? I see kind of, but as much. I, I, think, I think your contrast <laughs> levels a little turned up there, but <laughs> like, so you see it more. Uh, uh, direct. I literally, I, I, I think they literally just have to say, "Hey, we go. Where well, we y'all? Yeah, we gonna beat the Clippers tonight. All right, cool. Let's come on. Let's go out there. We. I, I, I think it's. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. I know it does. Okay, like, so then what you're I, saying I, is is it's it's only when LeBron is motivated. I mean, obviously you're not saying that they they literally verbally say we're not winning tonight. That doesn't happen. But maybe what you're saying is they read it in Bron's body language or something like that. Correct. I mean, yeah. I mean, because look, he was all in. I mean, look at his body language during the, during the tournament. I mean, come on, have you guys? I mean, tell me what, if, y'all, if I'm wrong, if I'm hating. No, 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 Regular season. Oh LeBron. yeah, yeah, for sure, LeBron. for sure, for sure. It was it was a do or die situations, and I think let's be honest. I mean, I know you don't want to hear this, but um, you know he is, you know, almost he's almost forty. He's thirty nine years old. This is his twenty first year in the league, you know. So maybe he, I mean, he and he knows just like we all know. We don't want to hear it, but we know that the league and the season starts after the All Star break. We know that, and but he's now put himself in a position where we don't have the horses to allow 
him to coast. You know what I'm saying? We don't have obviously, obviously and he doesn't have that 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 fifth gear to to push the team yeah, and no. and to just say okay now we can yeah we can turn it on now and now we're gonna drive from the eighth spot to the fourth no, spot and we're good yeah no no, no he can't turn it on now he can turn it on in spurts yes he can give you a game or two where he turn back but, the clock. I, I, but see, I'm not really talking about game performance I'm I'm really am talking about in tune to really what's going on this body language right. you know yeah you know that I mean listen I mean I'm not expecting them. To go out and score forty every night, but I'm all, but I am expecting him to try to motivate that team with that same body language, you know, to to for everybody else to perform. It's like he really was like, "Come on, man, we got to win the tournament." And I just don't see that that he has the same urgency to win the games after the tournament. I, and I'm not talking about player performance. I'm just talking about strictly motivation. You know, you know, in in motivation. I wonder if there is there a drop in his uh, stats since then. I don't know the reason. I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't know how. I mean, I don't think his his stats really have because he had that big game recently. So it's, so it's not so. physically tangible. What you're saying, it's just a a commitment issue to winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think it's more than that. Like you know, I mean, it definitely is more. It's not really the physical part. I, I'm not. I mean, if you have a bad game, it's cool. But I just want like the body. I just want to feel the body language. When I looked at him, I was like, okay, LeBron, I feel you. You you want this, you know what I mean? And I was rocking with him. And I didn't. I mean, you kind you kind of see it, like you saw with the Clippers. You could tell he wanted that game. But all the other games, like, oh, okay, well, if we lose, you know, we lose. Like I just don't feel that every. Game, I don't see that desire from him to win, want to win every game. All right, Mike. Now, <laughs> now, uh, not to interrupt. Sorry, uh, we're not. So I, I don't even know. I again, we need to do a lot of uh, comparisons here. These things come up during the show. Otherwise, I would have prepped better. But where do we stand compared to last year at this time? Because it looks almost identical. Yeah, yeah. and that's where it's crazy because we were out. We're now the tenth seed. So we're rarely the last twenty five percent chance you know. or something like that. Of yeah, so we're in it now. We're four games though out of the sixth spot, so it's like we got to hope for those those other teams collapse. They're not collapsing, you know. There there are teams up there that normally wouldn't be up there, like Minnesota, for example. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, Golden State is behind us. You know, so it's a different Western Conference. Yes, it's like we probably have to like you know wake up because. There is have been a change in the guard, and we were just trying out our old team, or at least our, our you know our guy. And I'm thinking he just doesn't have it on a night to night basis. And I know what you're saying, Mike, because you would hopefully have that fire and just be that if he's going to be a cheerleader, like you know, be. But he can't, he can't really lead by effort anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like he can't just I'm put the team on my back and just will us into the playoffs. Or he's not diving for the loose ball. Like, he's not going to be doing these these hustle-type plays that would get the, you know. Not, you know, for, not the, for these games. Yeah, he's not going to do it for these games. But you got something to play for, yes. You go, you want to you stick it to the Clippers because they're the Clippers? That's something to motivate. Get motivated. Uh, uh, the Chicago Bulls on a random Tuesday is not going to get him up. Is, is that acceptable? Money Mike, is that acceptable oh. from LeBron? 
Well, <laughs> oh, it's not acceptable. Okay. We know it's okay. not. Yeah, it's, yeah, not yeah, it's not acceptable. I mean, but it is what it is, guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I definitely think that it's his MO. Um, you know, I mean, he's not just done as Laker. I think he's done it on other teams as well, where he just, like, you know, just really doesn't care and takes games off. And he, if you lose a game, it's not a big deal. I just always felt that he's been like that his whole career. But to you guys' point, like, we're basically doing the same thing. We're playing the 500 ball, um, um, being around the same thing. But listen, the Timberwolves, they they trying to they trying to do something. You know, Nuggets trying to do something. You know, these are not these games are you know, we are talking about twenty six and ten, twenty four and eleven, twenty six and twelve. So we can't go in there forty one and, you know, yeah. you know, forty two and forty. We're not gonna make make the A C. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that that's just not gonna be. Like we actually gotta be probably about five or six games above five hundred to at minimum to be in the in the AC because these I mean even the Pelicans who are the seventh seed is twenty two <laughs> and fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's you know what I'm saying they're you know so you know these people really are playing the Rockets. And, and Dallas and is streaking. They're on a three game win streak right now. Yeah, right. You know there so and and, and it, it, it's real over there. So um, we you're not going to basically kind of skip into the playoffs. Not anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, not not this season. Last season, you know, we, and I said it, it was an anomaly. Like, this is, we'll never see this again where, you know, the top seed doesn't win 60 games. Like, that's, you know, I that's think unheard I was in both of. conferences, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's unheard of. You know what I mean? Like, these, these, you know, these, these, they, they playing different. The Celtics on the East are 28 and 8. The yeah, Bucks are 25 and 12. 76 is a 23 and 12. Like, you know, you know, it, this is a typical season. Yeah. And, and last year was not a typical season. Everybody was like mediocre. The you Lakers know, were last just, year. you know, and the Lakers, only thing I see right now, we have a favorable home schedule um, this month before we get into after, you know, the Super Bowl, which all the attention is shifted from the football to basketball. And I think that's when everyone all I I think that's when the players start seeing the end of the line. You know, they start seeing the all star break and then they start seeing, okay, this is the final push to the playoffs. Um but they gotta make their move now. Like I said before, they're four games out of the sixth seed. So now is you gotta make your move now. If you're gonna get into there mm-hmm. so, you know, that those twenty six and twelves are now twenty six and fifteen, then you need to go ahead and do your part to make uh, to get back into make some strides. Yes, when they are slipping, you need to be on your game so you can then you know take advantage of that. You know, I don't want us to now is you know it's, it's March and we're still four games again. Yeah, the, the, like the, again, as each day ticks into the season, the margin for error reduces, and and they they get themselves into a corner where now they they have to produce and they can't once again afford to weather some kind of injury because they're giving up these games right now while yeah. they're healthy. Yeah. And if you know if if they had won five or six of these games while they're healthy. And so happen to lose someone and lose, you know, four out of eight when someone's down eight. So be it. So last year. But now you can't do that because you already gave up your games. And last year we had an actual excuse. AD was not playing. 
And we thought if AD played the games, that we would be way above where we're at. We will be consistently good. So AD. So. So he's we're wasting playing every game pretty much. Only oh, missed like two games yeah. this year. Yeah. He's, and he's, this he's, dude is he's, he's I mean, he's giving us twenty six and twelve. You know, like he, he you know, AD is doing everything he's supposed to be doing, and I feel like we're wasting it away. No, we wasting. Um, we're wasting a good AD. Yeah, season. for for what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I you know, our, I I think the team, LeBron, uh, players, you know, hopefully, probably front office staff, they're we were worried about this. They're looking at last year, going, ah, we've been there before. We can do this. We can do this. And they got close last year. And yeah. sometimes that that's that's again, it's fool's gold. And are you chasing fool's gold? I mean. Hard to tell. Well, you know what? what, Okay, so we talk about complacency, and we talk about probably coming from the top down. And and I do hear that, you know, sometimes the leader has to model and people will follow. At the same time, we haven't seen one person from last year's run really take the next step. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really solidifies themselves as the third guy. I yeah. know Reeves has been consistent, but Reeves has been consistent. Mm-hmm. Reeves hasn't really been churning out 25, 26. He hit a nice know, peak last year, and he's maintained it. And he maintained it. And that's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, DeAndre Russell hasn't made the, the, you know, the fan base forget about the Denver series. Like, he hasn't been, like, well, he's untradeable. Mm-hmm. No, we put in every package, no demand. And we thought we had a, a very palatable contract, and it's ending for trading if it was his. And it's turning out that it's not so palatable <laughs> right now. His twenty million dollar contract, um, but you can't have it both ways, right? You know, so so as a fan, we can't have it both ways. We can't be sitting here saying that a third star hasn't emerged, and then on the other hand, say the coach is not giving these players the proper rotation so they can get comfortable so that they know the plays so that they know when they're coming in, who they're playing with and they can get comfortable. That's what it takes for them to take that next step. So you're right. They haven't, but have they been put in the position to succeed? If we're talking about role players, if we're talking about the role players in particular, I would say, um, Austin Reeves, have Austin Reeves getting the minutes, because Austin Reeves is getting minutes. It's mm-hmm. not like he's not getting minutes. He's getting minutes to show that he can be, like, just, I, I'm going to end, end the game. It's kinda, I'm a, but I'm going to really be, like, a Ginobili. Because sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes when it was, we were talking about the Spurs, and they were selling nice him the Ginobili. The they were selling them the Ginobili mm-hmm. role. Is Tony Parker's not really hitting in his shots? You know, Tim Duncan is not leading. I mean, he's not really doing it. Like tonight, they're both off. Mm-hmm. Ginobili is on. Like mm-hmm. he is on. He's like he's taking that opportunity and he's getting the thirty points mm-hmm. because the other two needs him to get the thirty points and he's able to do that. Can Austin Reeves? Can you count on D'Angelo Russell to be that person given the opportunities that they have? And Austin Reeves has gotten all most of the minute. I think he leads third leading minutes even though he's on the bench. Mm -hmm. So he's getting opportunity, but I think he's been, he's plateaued. He hasn't really taken the next step where, and maybe we're all waiting for the playoffs, which is not for a young guy. I don't think you got it. Not for him. I can't give him that. You take your opportunities. You seize the moment. Um, And if we're not seeing it, then they're not seeing it, you know, and and that's that. 
Um, Money Mike, do you think some of this motivation, uh, you know, from LeBron is possibly in his teammates? I mean, but like you said, they did great in the tournament. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron's leader, um, I think everything goes from him. And, um, I mean, I, I, I think if he would get on the teammates and tell them, yo, this is what you need to do, I think they would go and step up. Obviously, you know, D'Angelo is going to be uh, spotty. You know, you know he's going to have a, you know, three great games and great shooting and do everything right. And then he's going to have two dog games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Prince, you know, and, and Cam, we we know what we get from them. So we can complain about it, but we're used to it. You know, that's historically like what they do. Okay, you know, they have a whole lot of potential. And when you see the potential come, when you start getting excited, then they'll give you some dog games. So you kind of – but I, I kind of feel, though, that if, if from the top uh, – you know, of, of the scale of the whole team, you, you we have a whole lot of hot and cold players that are never consistently hot at the same time or cold at the same time. So I think you definitely kind of have to mix it up to see who's going to be hot for this game. But who has to be hot all the time or have the same mentality is unfortunately what to be LeBron and AD. You know, Austin Reeves is pretty is pretty reliable, but you know, hey, you put that, you put you put D'Angelo in there if he's hot, leave him in. You know, put him in having the rotation, save him with Cam and, and Prince. You know, mm-hmm. you know what you're gonna get from Louis. You know, he's like you know that he's gonna be your energy guy when he's out. He's able to be out there, but I think that there's ways to navigate that. Uh, if in in, I just think it just has to do with more motivation. I got a question for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna stray here a little bit. Um, do you guys like uh, Giannis's take when they're playing bad? He says we're we're playing so bad that even the athletic guy needs to clean the clothes better. Like everybody needs to be better. Um, is that refreshing? Is that is that you know uh, something that you appreciate there, Scott? <laughs> you know, I mean, at least he's not saying he's not making excuses. He's saying everybody needs to. Be yeah, there. but I mean, yeah, and then I, I get it. I get, yeah. I get that. Even them, like you know, you're going so out of bounds. You're saying that even yeah, them, yeah. You know, you're not meaning literally. Um, you're just saying, but everybody, it's like, is that that fine? To we all need to up our game. Um, if he's talking about accountability, and if he's talking in a way, kind of like passive aggressively, you know, kind of like talking through the media. Let them know that I'm not satisfied with this. Then you know, but you know, when when you have some other person or or, or our teammate that says we just suck right now, it's it's kind of like saying we all did it, but we're not. I'm not gonna say that I did it or you should be doing better. I'm just saying we all suck. And that's, yeah, and that's fine. We're that's all, a team, right? That's a team. You go but, up, you go down. But it's when I hear somebody putting people out there and saying we need to play better. And you know if you're not the part of person, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror, hopefully, and you play better. Um, I think that's good for, for Giannis, and I like that kind of leadership. But, of course, we know LeBron is a different type of leader, and he's always been that different type of leader. And and it's a lot of, you know, we, we I keep going back, we can't have Kobe and everybody. You right. Know, like, well, there's only one Kobe. There's only one Kobe. Yeah. And everybody, there's Kobe mentality, Bob mentality, but – 
He's not, LeBron is not Kobe. We know no. that. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, but, but, but look, to answer your question, Jeff. Sure, please. I, I, I don't know uh, if you guys heard the other quote when he was talking about who he works out with during the summer. And he was talking about how he doesn't work out with other NBA players because mm-hmm. when you work out with other NBA players, that means you got to, you know, hang out, go to dinner with them, get to know them, you know, about the family and all that type of stuff. And he said he doesn't want to be friends with them. I don't know if you guys heard that, heard that quote. Yeah. He said he doesn't want to be friends with anybody. You know, he he wants to go out there and work. So he finds other people to work out with so that way he doesn't get friendly with them so that way he when he sees them in the game, he's focused in trying to go and beat them. I love that from Giannis, right? Because it's a different mentality that he's bringing. You know, saying like it, it, it's 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 not so much. You know, Kobe was like everybody knew when it was a forty-eight minutes that he could be cool with you outside, but the forty-eight minutes it was different. Giannis doesn't even want to interact with anybody in the league because he doesn't want to be friends with them and have to do all the stuff that comes along with mm-hmm. with them. And I mean, like I said, it's all about mentality in that. You know what I mean? So he'll he'll avoid that. You know, uh, uh, you know, he he avoids a friendship. You know, mm-hmm. or getting close to people because he wants to beat them so bad. Like that's what I love about Giannis. When I heard that. Well, I was like, man. You know, know, somehow somehow Kobe Bryant was able to do both. So somehow Kobe Bryant would work out in the summertime with Reggie Miller just to study (laughs) his game and to know that he could rip him apart in the playoffs. (laughs) You know, so so he was always such a student of the game. But I doubt that they went to dinner and hung out because he didn't do that with anybody. Right. So, you know, he was just, he. yeah, you want to work out? Yeah, I'll come study your moves. You're a professional. I'll come learn how to beat you. No problem. It's chess. This is chess, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? Uh, all right. So we got Money Mike. He's not here in the studio, but he's here. So what we're going to do here is we're going to finish the show with a segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, and it's real easy. He just wants to know if those thoughts or opinions are inbounds or out of bounds. Money Mike, you've got the mic. Hey y'all, look, this is a this is a real fun one. I think you know. Uh, I, I just went. Hey Pat, do you know Mike Muscola? Remember him? Who? Mike Muscola. Yeah. Yeah, you remember him? Is it the Clippers? Not, him? Yeah. Yeah, not not really, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was sitting around looking at at, at Victor Zubac. And I'm looking like Zubac is doing a really good job over there at the Clippers. We traded the Lakers traded Zubac for Mike Muscala for the so bag of chips. BG2. Yeah, BG two. And every time I happen to see, and I don't see very many Clipper games, but I see a very good, formidable center over there with the Clippers that we had on our team. Am I out of bounds to say that every time I look at him, I think, damn, we actually had that guy? And I'm and I'm disappointed that he's not on the Lakers? Am I out of bounds to say, damn, I wish we had Zubat back? Oh no, you're not you're not out of bounds for sure. You're in bounds because I mean, think about AD <laughs> wanting to play the four. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you got a true blood center that could able to have your back when it comes to you go out there, you play your defense, Zubas is going to stay close to the brim. 
He's not going to go all the right. way out there and try to chase He's just stay at home. Stay at home. So you could be that guy that's going to go ahead and cover all that ground and take chances and, and know that somebody is solid that's going to get the rebound mm-hmm. when they miss. It would be perfect for him. Yes, I mean, yes. You And the thing is, I mean, who was the GM at the time? I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was this regime. No, it I, was I, Ma- no, Palinka was there. It was Magic and Palinka. That would no, they but that be. that was that was. If I'm right, that's a Magic Johnson casualty. That wasn't. A, that wasn't a that was Magic coming in, cleaning house. That that was that was a Magic Johnson move, not a Palinka move. If I'm right, and yeah, and, I think that's a Magic move. And it was brash. It was. I'm coming in. and I'm making some changes. We don't need this. We don't need. And you know, is it regrettable? Zubac has been consistent. He 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 plays. He's great. I see him a lot because we cover the Clippers, of course, on Infinity TV. Soon coming up, a uh, new show, full clip. Uh, so yeah, he's serviceable. He can play defense. Um, he'll get you those, you know, random, you know, he plays, uh, you know, those random shots. He'll, 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 you know, get the dirty work done for you, uh, inside. So, uh, he's serviceable. I'm not really sure what his contract is, but it's probably a friendly contract. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, you're in bounds money. You are in bounds. Zubach would be great to have on our team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was sitting right every time I see Zubac, like, damn, we had him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he was on the defenders. He was he was on, in our in, in our uh, farm system, and we just let him go for nothing. Yep. And this guy is out there balling, being consistent. He never had to move. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean? like it, it. Man, like I'm disappointed that Zubac is uh, a Clipper versus the Lakers. Well, I hear you, and I, I don't disagree with that. And on that note, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Mike, for uh, joining yeah. us all the way from Las Vegas. We appreciate it. Stat Pat, Simsta, uh, producer Dwan, we really appreciate it. We'll be back next week, next week, Tuesdays, 830, on InfanityTV.com. Be sure to catch the breaks every weekday at 3 p.m. We've got new shows coming up. Don't miss it. Culture Vultures, we've got Tune Heads. You know what's going on. InfanityTV.com. Be there. Peace. Be out.